Nighthawks presents Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of Nighthawks. Today we will be talking about Trevor Henderson. He is an artist illustrator from Canada and has made a few notable creatures that you might be familiar with, such as Siren Head. Joined with me today is Michael. Thank you, Johnny. Nice to be here and to uh, to meet you. He goes by the name of Oscovis and you can find him at Oscovis on Instagram. He was also commissioned to do the covers of the podcast episodes for our fiction podcast, Cape Lock. Make sure to go check that out and see some of his art. And we're also joined by Dimitri from DN Productions. My real name is Dimitri and I'm here with Jonathan. He has a YouTube channel by the name of DN Productions. You guys could go check him out. There's a link in the description. Now, before we get into their interviews, let's talk a little bit about Trevor Henderson himself. Trevor Henderson is a Canadian artist, illustrator, and writer. His works consist of read more ghost stories and odd noises in empty rooms. He also released Bad Things Coming and was featured in the Hyaki Yagyo Night Parade of 100 Demons project. Henderson grew interest in the horror genre through his father and later attended the OCAD University. Yeah, let's just get started into the questions. Um, so what was your introduction to Trevor Henderson? Uh, well, my introduction to Trevor Henderson uh, was, like I think uh, with most people, with the Siren Head uh, creepypasta uh, photo manipulation series that he does. For me, I, I you know, he has like a whole, his own little universe, and I think that people in general like to have these mythologies, uh, myself included. So... You know, he also had these, uh, like, journals and logs that he had created along with the Siren Head uh, creation. So it was just very uh, interesting to kind of read about the lore. Not just reading, but kind of like learning more about this idea that somebody had. How they had placed it within the world, how they had kind of fleshed out an entire story for it. Uh, And even though it was a, a new creation, I'm not sure if it had been done before. Uh, with like Silent Hill, I think it had some uh, origin there, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. But yeah, just like a fully fleshed out uh, creation. As, as an artist yourself, what do you think is like effective in the way that he's telling these stories? So I'll take it like, you know, one piece at a time. I, I think that the pictures by themselves have like a very digestible, uh, they're easily accessible. Uh, they're not, you know, overtly scary to turn off a lot of the audience and at the same time there's not really too much that you need to consider you know it's just an image he has some kind of manipulation to put some you know entity or monster in the image so i think that's like the initial draw and i think that's why it's effective as for the like the story itself like i said before people really like mythologies they like uh you know backstories they like more information Uh, And not a lot of, you know, even horror writers will give all that much information. Uh, For example, like uh, Lovecraft, um, you know, like the original sci-fi horror guy. Mm -hmm. You know, he had his own little creation in his head uh, and he had all these like, you know, very interesting stories. uh, But he himself did not really create too much of the lore. It was mostly the authors who came after him who uh, really built upon what he had started. So I think that it kind of inspires people to think about these creations, think about 
the possibilities of this universe. What what, what exactly and, about these like what elements does he use uh, in like the the horror genre that really shows that this is like uh, you know kind of a branch of horror? For me, actually, Trevor Henderson is not very. You know, I have my own as a horror artist. I have my own things that make me tick. Mm-hmm. Uh, so his art for me is not particularly scary, but I can see where you know the horror draw comes from. Uh, and it's like the idea of something that is weird or unnatural, uncanny. Just the very sense that you know you're looking at a picture of some abandoned farm, for example. For example, a rabbit with two heads and snake uh, body. And that's just, you know, you stop and you think about it and you think uh, that should not exist. So that is, I think, like the surface level horror that Trevor Henderson creates is just creations, basic uh, creatures that should not exist in the universe. You know, things that go against what we know to be true, which is a pretty common element in all horror, I think, Uh, at least in like the supernatural sense. Edgar Allan Poe started writing weird fiction, but H.P. Lovecraft popularized the genre more among the time that the term was coined. It's usually identifiable through strange, alien monster-type creatures that act as the antagonist, yet also seem to be the beginnings of Lovecraftian horror in regards to the creatures acting as proof of the insignificance of humans. I think that Trevor Henderson's a pretty good uh, introduction into this genre of art. You know, for for people listening, uh, if you don't know about the uh, SCP Foundation, do you know about this? Yeah, of course. Yeah, we we have a we have an episode yeah. on the podcast uh, discussing that. It was a good uh, segue for me, a good introduction, Trevor Henderson to the SCP uh, Foundation. But I just think there's a lot of possibilities here for uh, you know myself included, but for new create younger creators out there to kind of uh, explore lots of uh, possibilities, lots of open ground. As much as the SCP Foundation might have been an interest to Trevor Henderson's fans, there has been a huge amount of criticism made about fans writing SCP entries using Henderson's art without his permission, which makes for this strange legal loophole. SCP is a public domain website, and all of the entries are allowed to become something else, such as a short film or video games, without the written permission of the original author. However, Trevor Henderson has copyrighted all of his art. So, because of this Siren Head SCP entry, one person in particular took advantage of this legal loophole. Earlier this year, Trevor Henderson discovered a game in production that used his creature's likeness without his permission. The creator of this game blocked him on Twitter and threatened to release the game with no regards to telling Henderson or giving him any credit. Thankfully, the game has been cancelled due to legal actions, but that doesn't stop people from associating Siren Head with the SCP Foundation, completely rewriting the the original story that he intended. Uh, this was really helpful. You know, thank you very much for coming out here. All right, thanks for having me. So, uh, so yeah, so, uh, so I have a few questions uh, prepared for you here. Um, so, I guess the first one is, what, 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 what kind of content do you do you do on your on your channel on YouTube? Um, I want it to be kind of like just like a my life kind of channel so all I've had so far is just like funny moments on PlayStation and like one vlog one or two vlogs and then I have a few like privated family videos mm-hmm. 
kind of like a home videos just online what was your introduction to trevor henderson the artist uh i believe i saw him in my for you page either that or i believe you recommended him i, I don't remember what conversation we had but i definitely went through his instagram after being i guess exposed to it showing it i just kind of went through it and i was like mm, this is interesting this kind of reminds me of like scp type stuff and uh after that i decided to f give him a follow and uh just that's it really i mean in what ways did uh, did trevor henderson's posts remind you of, of the scp foundation just the art style of the creatures that are featured on his uh, on his page they're very creepy very creative as well it's not something you would think of when you think of the word monster he kind of adds his own twist to them there's nothing cliche about them in a way similar to scp everything's original or based off of something a lot of the background or the pictures that he decides to draw over they're very reminiscent of like biographies you would see on the scp wiki what kind of piqued your interest in uh, in trevor henderson's art when, when looking at it, what exactly drew you in? I would have to say it's it's dark aesthetic, if you can say it as an aesthetic is dark. But um, definitely that drew me in. And what kept me there was the differences in each one. Like each there, I don't think there's any two that are similar, apart from like Siren Head, of course, because you know it's like a legendary um, character, but. You know, every, every time you look at it, it's like, wow, you don't expect that. You look at one one night, and it's like, wow, I don't think I'm going to get as much sleep tonight. And then the next day, it's like, hmm, that's interesting. What kind of benefits do you think that uh, the viewer has with uh, interacting with that art? I think it adds to the creepy atmosphere of not just a creature there. You know, like in a, like, let's give an example for a found footage horror film. You don't know anything about the creature apart from what the characters are introduced to. And when you use art, you can tell that someone put effort and emotion into each detail that they add to it. And then on top of that, you have the caption of what that creature was doing or their, em or their emotion and what was the, the background of it. So I think that is a big, I don't want to say step forward, but a big, um, a big benefit of using art to convey this dark uh, creature atmosphere what like what exactly in particular like in a very basic or in a very specified way does his art just kind of linger with people like what about it or why i think it's the um the areas that he chooses to draw over it's kind of like every day like you can go into your basement and you would see something like that or you could imagine that you would see something like that you look at something abandoned and you can imagine something like that being there. But for example, a parking lot image of the, uh, what, is it, what is it called? But yeah, like you, and everyone's been in a parking lot. Everyone's been creeped out by something or everyone has gone through the fog and imagined some huge creature in the distance or on top of a mountain. And just, I think the, long, long story short, I think realism would add to it. On this podcast, we've also talked briefly about Junji Ito's ability to make the familiar unfamiliar, and we see those similarities with Junji Ito's art and how he approaches horror, and how we can connect that to Trevor Henderson and the way that he approaches his art as well. So yeah, so do you have any final questions, comments, or anything like, um, maybe like a, another conversation starter or something like that? Just uh... Honestly, the only question I really have is what inspired him to start this 
this trend of drawing creatures, not not just drawing them and not having a background, but drawing them, having the background, and also having a little miniature story to it. Because there's, there's a lot, you know, he's got how many, he's got like 4,700 posts. And most of them are creatures that have their own story, yeah. I definitely think what's interesting about his art is the fact that, that they are creatures. And a lot of art, uh, or a lot of horror right now is a lot about demons and ghosts and, and kind of the supernatural. And not really about like the whole, you know, like like a monster or a, a being that really kind of haunts you. I think that it's, he's definitely going back to the roots of horror in, in that aspect. And, and it is definitely something that... Kind of makes you ask, like, what, like, you know, why, why even after all this time, we're still so fascinated and interested in, in something as so simple as like a monster. <laughs> uh, just the last thing would be that I get, the other vibe that I kind of get from it is kind of a uh, Stephen King's The Mist. These these creatures do look like there would be something from another dimension. They're, they don't, they definitely don't belong here, and the, the fog that gets added to some of these images. Like something lurking in, in, in the unknown. Thank you for giving your thoughts and, and all that kind of stuff. You know, we really appreciate you as, as a fan of, of Henderson and, and the horror genre in general. Yeah, you're welcome. No problem. So yeah, you guys could check Dimitri out. He's a DN Productions on YouTube. I'll be having a link in the description, so make sure to go check out some of his work. The interesting way that Henderson uses the medium. People really like mythologies. They like, uh, you know, backstories. They like more information. Uh, and not a lot of, you know, even horror writers will give all that much information. Or even the strange kind of artwork and photographs that he uses for his backdrops. The areas that he chooses to draw over. It's kind of like every day, like you can go into your basement and you look at something abandoned and you can imagine something like that being there. We still somehow gravitate towards Henderson's art. There's something so familiar with the monsters that he draws and the worlds that he creates that for some reason it doesn't feel too cliche. In fact, it feels more realistic than we've ever felt any story be. Thank you, Nighthawks, for having a listen, and I hope you guys have a great day. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at the Nighthawks Podcast. You can also follow us on Twitter at YT underscore I'm Not Here. And also make sure to listen to our fiction podcast, Cape Lock. You can find us on Spotify or wherever else you find your podcasts. Thank you very much, Nighthawks, and make sure you read something that keeps you up at night.